Hey, Marshall. Hello, Elizabeth. Would you like to talk about Lost? Uh, yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Boy. This is Jungle of... Shut up. This is Jungle of Shut Up Mystery. No. Jungle of Mystery. And that's what we do here. Talk about Lost. Make memories. <laughs> we are off to a good start. <laughs> Alrighty. This week, I gotta start off light because this is a really heavy episode. It is this a really week, heavy episode. Boy, oh boy. Child, about- childhood trauma. Everybody. Yeah, boy, oh boy. We're talking about... Season 1, episode 16, Outlaws, otherwise known as Childhood Trauma. (laughs) Boy, did I get the prediction right? You did, yes. I think you said it was going to be Sawyer or Kate. Yep. And really, if you think about it... It's a little bit of both. It's about both of them, yeah. I'd say 70-30 Sawyer-Kate. Yeah, the the title, I would think, was referring to both of them in this one. Yeah, I definitely got some help from the title. Outlaws, yeah. All right. Before we get into the heavy shit with Sawyer, let's talk about the heavy shit with Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So Charlie has a little small bit in this episode where he's dealing mentally with what happened with Ethan. We see Claire come up to him and she's trying to open up to him, but you know, he's, he's really struggling right now. She says that she had some dreams that felt like memories and they were about him and... It's, and that's promising, right? She's remembering more stuff, but he was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay. Gotta go. Yeah. So he, he kind of leaves her there. She's a little disappointed. And we find out that he's going to bury Ethan. Yeah. So I guess we can assume this is like the next day. Maybe at most it's been two days. Yeah. That happened. Yeah, I would say probably, probably two days just because, especially, you know, I don't know how responsibility is divvied up on the island but i guess in some way it makes sense for the person that killed him to bury him but also this isn't exactly like tombstone where everyone's like a hardened killer so you know it's it's kind of crazy that yeah yeah there there was probably some time there where it he the body was sitting there and everybody was kind of like so (laughs) yeah what do we do with this also the like the stiffness of the body indicates yeah. it, was, it was at least a day. Yeah. What did you think about what uh what Hurley said? Uh, what's were... sp- what specific? Oh, about the zombie. Yeah. Aspect. What did you think about that? <laughs> that was pretty funny. He, he was like, the, I know. You how know this how ends. this ends? It's yeah. ends with you and us screaming, running through the jungle, and he gets me first <laughs> because I'm heavy and I get cramps. I get cramps. <laughs> But, you know, you were thinking oh, something similar, right? About uh, maybe we're I did. not done with Ethan. Yeah. Ah, man. And then they had that really weird shot where it was it was almost lit like a black and white movie where, like, you've seen Psycho, right? Yeah. So, like, in black and white movies, they have to, sh- they shoot with, like, an extreme amount of light because of the way that the exposure works yeah. on black and white film. So, like, when they want to light something that's in the foreground and still maintain in the background, they have like a different level of saturation that you don't normally see in color movies. But this, that one shot where his hand, Ethan's hand was like sticking out of the tarp or whatever was lit in like a very, almost like a Hitchcock way. Yeah. But in color, (laughs) it was very strange. Yeah. Uh, But that was super foreboding. Oh Yeah. That, sure. I, I was waiting for the hand to twitch. I was like, creepy oh my God, they're going to do it. Yeah, creepy <laughs> even in death. Exactly. So yeah, they they bury the body. Um, Hurley then approaches Saeed later. <laughs> and he says, did you get that Gulf War syndrome? And Saeed says, that was the other side. <laughs> that was the other side. Oh boy. So what he meant to ask about was PTSD. Yeah. Not Gulf War syndrome. I didn't, what is Gulf War syndrome? That's like... um. Physical abnormalities that Gulf War veterans have had from like chemical warfare. And oh, from from the burn pits where they yeah the burn they, pits. Well, yeah. yeah, not not just the burn pits, but like you know, I mean, all of it. <laughs> the, the yeah, all of it. I mean, against each other. Yeah. Uh, also, the all of the tank, uh, all the art- artillery rounds are depleted uranium. Yeah. So I didn't know that was what Gulf War syndrome was called, but uh, yeah. So not <laughs> not the same as PTSD. Um, <laughs> no. It it is. I, I think I read something about like 
it's caused it's added to ptsd for a lot of people for obvious reasons mm-hmm. because their health is so fucked up uh yep. but yeah anyway just another little hurly gaff but he he tells saeed that he's worried about him and i really love the resulting scene with saeed and charlie yes i do too so god he shares that story about him on on the firing squad and you know he knew that what he did was right but he was still haunted by it you know mm-hmm. and charlie's like well you know it sounds like you're the one with the problem you know kind of trying to tough it out and that scene ends with saeed saying you know what you did is going to be with you for the rest of your life but you're not alone so don't pretend to be and it's like damn yeah that was good i love me some saeed yeah he's a yeah i i like characters that definitely have a I don't know, a checkered past is, is such a like a stereotypical way to say it, but they've definitely yeah. they've done a lot of questionable things like in the service of their country, maybe. Yeah. But they acknowledge it and it gives them a lot of important retrospect. Right. And I, I like that kind of that kind of character in the way that they're I like that they're doing it with with, you know, not with someone who who wasn't on our side. You know, it's interesting to have that that perspective come from, quote unquote, the bad guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of the things that surprises me a lot about this show, especially given when this show aired. Yeah. That they were willing to have one of their main characters and one of their most interesting and sympathetic and just all around good characters be, you know, someone who is. Be an Iraqi soldier. An, an Iraqi soldier. Yeah. I think it forces you, you like the royal you, to maybe like if you because like you can also obviously have like a negative reaction to it and just not continue with the show but if you at this time period it it would if you wanted to stick with it it would be kind of like a something that would force you to to look on your views right you know of war almost yeah maybe not in like the most deepest sense but it's definitely something that would cause people to maybe do a little more thinking than your average TV yeah. show would ask. Yeah. So we, we have that scene where he comforts Charlie and that kind of gives him the peace that he needs. We see at the very end of the episode, he goes up to Claire to take that walk with her that she wanted to take earlier. And I love it. So we see Charlie and Claire finally get to have their sweet moment, which I absolutely love. And did you notice in the background, I, I think the camera actually pans over it. Our raft is coming along nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a raft. It's a raft. They're doing it. It looks like a a bunch of bamboo bundled together with uh like the the bow of it looks like they're building like a catamaran almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the bow portion of the catamaran is made out of like airplane metal. Yeah. So that's cool. It's a terrible it's a, idea. It's impressive. But uh, for, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool to look at. Sure. We'll see how it works as a raft. we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. all right so i hope michael doesn't fucking drown on a raft (laughs) i'll be real upset if that's the resolution to his story is he just Uh, sails out into the abyss and drowns we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right now we'll see what happens with sawyer's depressing as hell flashback sequences yeah man this really uh Holy crap. Completely, uh, I guess, crystallized his his character, you know? Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk more um, after the fact about how you feel about him now. But w- the, the opening scene, did you immediately catch on to who it was that we were seeing? Because remember, the very first scene in this episode starts off right in that flashback of him as a kid. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so that, oh my god, that flashback, like, haunts me. (laughs) So we see him as a kid, his mom is telling him to hide under the bed uh, while his dad is trying to break down the door, and then we hear his mom being shot, and we see his dad walk into the room and sit on the bed and then kill himself. Uh, yeah, I think this is definitely the darkest thing that's happened in this show. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, A parental murder-suicide is one of the darkest things. (laughs) So now, now we also get a a little bit more insight which i think is pretty significant that not only obviously we already knew this happened to him but now we know that he was there when it happened and he witnessed it which to me is like a whole new level of fucked up right yeah i would say that honestly 
the if you look at the first Sawyer episode, it almost did him a disservice compared to this one in terms of like explaining his character. It, it just it it didn't nearly have because like I I can see where they would want to separate and have multiple episodes to convey his backstory, yeah. but it was almost like there was no ramp up. Like, okay, he's a con man and he yeah. has this letter where he talks about this bad thing that happened to him, but that was that was the extent of it. And then this is like, oh, he witnesses uh murder suicide and it's his parents. Like yeah. there's no <laughs> they didn't really ramp up at all. <laughs> so I think initially initially he was supposed to be more uh or, or not 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 that they like changed course with his character, but from the audience's perspective, I think they wanted him to be more of a clear-cut villain character. Hmm. So that first episode where we learn about him, it's like, yeah, that sucks, but I still hate him, right? Okay. And so, like, you don't get a lot of detail. You you learn what happens from hearing it being read in the letter, and it's like, okay, yeah, that that's really messed up, but look at all this stuff that he's done. And now we've had more time to, like... He's still doing shitty things, but I mean, com- we're growing to like him, like as the audience. You know, it's like okay, fine. You know, he's funny, he's charming, he's just a dick. At the very least, he's becoming more sympathetic as a character. Yeah, he's becoming more human and more sympathetic. So now they're like, let's hit you with the whammy of like, also remember his really, really tragic backstory. <laughs> we're not done with that. <laughs> so yeah I-, yeah, I think it's like kind of intentional how they ramped it up to be like hey we're starting to like him now so let's let's kind of amplify that by making you feel really bad for him okay so we have that horrific uh opening flashback and then we see his i guess old it's like an old partner who fucked him over what, what did they say his name was hibbs or hibbs oh yeah hibbs. <laughs> i have i don't know what that's supposed to be short for yeah i don't know yeah. i'm also so bad about again you know watching this for the eighth time i rarely ever write down or note in any way like the minor characters in the flashback so that's why i never remember what anyone's name is because no matter how many times i see this show he... i don't care about those characters do you recognize that actor like uh, yeah, outside of up, this I, I didn't look up who he was but i definitely recognize his face what what have i seen him in uh, i'm just saying like he, he's a very very common like uh, just like he's a very TV prolific character actor Okay, yeah. Uh, like he, yeah, I'm sure I've yeah. seen him on like Criminal Minds or something like. I mean, I think he's been in he's been he's he's like a a working actor, right? Like a guy that, yeah. that books yeah. 20 gigs a year, you know. But I I he definitely uh I as soon as I saw him like I was like, "Oh yeah, awesome. I know this guy. He plays like the hard-bitten bad guy." So it was perfect. You know, good See, casting. I feel that way about the the other man in this episode, Frank. Frank. I've he, seen him in a bunch of stuff. He's he been looks in like Law familiar too. He's in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, well, I That's would not. I, I would not know him from he that. He plays Meredith Grey's dad in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, but anyway, anyway. So Hibbs tells Sawyer that they found he found Mister Sawyer. Uh, he he describes the man, you know, how he used to run his cons until you know man killed his wife and then himself. So he found him and he's in Sydney. And so Sawyer is gonna go kill him. Yep. Uh, he goes to Sydney. He buys a gun. I didn't know if you had anything to say about this gun scene. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I mean, they hit on the, you know, you're not allowed to carry weapons as a uh, right. as a civilian in uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. But the man specifically, I didn't know if you had anything to say because you actually know things about guns and I do not. He was like, something, something, if you're buying a... Oh, yeah, that's, that, that's, blah, 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 that's blah, accurate. Then you're so, doing it to kill somebody or whatever. Yeah. So he, he bought yeah. a concealable weapon Okay. that... And he specifically asked for hollow point rounds, which is definitely right. something you would ask for if you want to kill somebody. That's that's okay. that's pretty that that's accurate because th- those guns are not for anything other than person to person combat. Okay, because they're they're horribly inaccurate and they're really hard to handle. It's really meant as just a you're supposed to essentially dump the gun at point blank range. Okay. I've I've had the privilege of, of shooting a couple of different snub nose three fifty sevens and they they make your hands hurt really bad. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> recoil. Which will yeah. play into a complaint I have later on. But I would say if you were going to kill somebody, this would be a good choice. Okay. Well there you go. Uh but uh not legally binding, what I just said. Hypothetically. <laughs> 
please, no one, no one construe that as like advice. This is not way. actual <laughs> advice. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. This is hypothetical. So he finds Frank's food truck, and he initially can't do it. Right, he's he gets the gun out, but his hand is shaking, and he ends up running away. Yep. Until he goes to a bar and meets Christian fucking Shepherd. What? Yep. <laughs> That so, was, uh, okay. man. Yeah. A, a couple of things that were said here that I wanted to point out. You know, Christian jokes about Australia being the closest you can get to hell, right? Never heard that, but sure. <laughs> well, he's really drunk and bitter about his life, so. So Sawyer says, so we're in hell, huh? And Christian <laughs> says, don't let the air conditioning fool you. You're here too. Uh, he says, you're suffering. It's your fate. And that's why the Sox will never win the series, which, of course, comes up later. Yep. So I didn't know if this this talk of hell stirred anything in you. Well, uh, I know it's, it's the, been a while since we mentioned it, and they're not actually on the island when this conversation takes place. But, you know, given what happens to Sawyer in this episode, did that make you think of anything? Huh. Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't really think much about that, I guess. What was interesting to me is that I was thinking about other, like, character cameos oh, okay and i feel like sawyer has been the one that's been in the most because we also saw him being arrested yeah in the boom flashback and so i think that's uh that's two for sawyer i can't think of anybody else that's been in multiple other characters flashbacks correct me if i'm wrong up until this point i think you're right we haven't seen anybody else yet not counting flashbacks that were like on the plane oh okay that's fair but like yeah like outside of that yeah we'll, we'll have like flashbacks the... that are like yeah in the airport and flashbacks that are on the plane and we saw jim but, and know. son in the airport but yeah that that was Jack. in the airport we will have some flashbacks more like the boone one where like that you know that was during his business in Australia, we happen to see Sawyer in the background. We will see more stuff like, like more fun stuff like that, where we see them kind of crossing paths okay. before they know each other in their, you know, in Australia or like back in LA or whatever. But the hell aspect, I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't think a lot about the fact that he literally just called it hell. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, to me, it almost seems like, I mean, I guess that, I mean, we talked earlier, much earlier about how almost, the, like the island almost comes across as like being purgatory right so i mean i i guess if you're if we're if, if we're saying that the i'm uh speculating that the show right. is going to follow the pattern of like the divine comedy then it would go from hell to purgatory to heaven over the course yeah. of the of the show so that's that's an interesting thought yeah i just wanted to bring it up because again this conversation does not take place on island but in most of the episodes we've seen so far, the flashbacks are very reflective of and or, you know, influence what we're seeing on the island, if that if that makes sense. Like, we're, we're seeing them reflect on these flashbacks, you know, as they're experiencing what they're experiencing on the island. So, okay. in this episode, as he's encountering the boar, he's thinking that the boar is Frank, right? Yeah. So, like, the, the way I interpret the flashbacks for the most part is it's like a memory that they're having real time in the episode it's like something happens and it brings them back and we have that whooshing back to you know what was happening to them before but anyway that's how that's I the only reason i, I wanted to interpret it too but no i mean that's, yeah. that's interesting because it, it definitely possibly plays into the concept that this is an allegory for you know yeah. something like the divine comedy yeah which i mean I read all all three of those. Hell was definitely the coolest. Uh, not not because it was cool. The suffering was cool, but it was the most interesting. Everything else was kind of like you know. Yeah. Purgatory honestly sounds like the worst because there's nothing going on. But um, <laughs> but that that would be interesting if there is a tie-in of that. I could see that because it's a pretty influential piece of literature, and yeah. it would be cool to like. I'll I have to try to remember like the references we make to different sources and, and see if like that stuff comes up again yeah definitely because obviously everything something to track every, everything takes from something else yeah uh so it'd be cool to, to try to mentally keep track of what's being referenced but i like and that this show has a lot of uh it's influenced by a lot of classic literature <laughs> yeah i like that so, i like it so yeah. far i'm, uh, I'm so, looking so for anyway. uh i'm looking for like some milton you know paradise <laughs> lost yeah. kind of stuff yeah yeah Moving on into this conversation, he starts talking about Jack. Although I guess probably not by name. He doesn't mention his name. No, but he, he does starts not. talking about his My son. son. 
Yeah. And he says that he feels gratitude and pride at what Jack did to him. And then he corrects himself and says, what he did for me. Um, so he, at the end of his life, was grateful, you know, that Jack was brave enough and strong enough to do the right thing. And, you know, he's, he says, at any time I could call him and I could tell him that I feel this way and that I love him, but I'm too weak to do it. it is he, uh, I don't know, is he actually feeling that or is he just hammered and and trying well, to like make himself be feel better when your true feelings come out right i mean sure in some ways like uh, you know people people say that but i think really it just means that people's inhibitions are lowered and so they say what's on their mind and whether or not that actually is reflective of their personality depends on who they are because if they're a psychopath then then it then the facade just becomes str- stronger almost yeah i I think we can assume that, you know, he's, I think he's come to terms with everything he's done to Jack. And maybe at this point, he knows, like, he's so drunk. He's been on this bender in Australia. He might know this is it. Like, he's going to die here in Australia. Yeah. He's not going home, right? So I think that he is just kind of, like, coming to terms with the end of his life and all, just what a horrible father he was. And he's realizing, probably for the first time, that what Jack did was right. And realizing that he is proud of him for it. So I think it is genuine. Okay. It's him finally way too late. I was about to say, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter at this point. It's way too late. Not for Jack. It matters for the story, but not for Jack. Yeah. So, but yes, I think for the sake of Christian himself, it, it is genuine that he's feeling this. It's just, you know, too little too late. Um. And then, my god, this part kills me every time I watch this episode. Because he fucking talks Sawyer into killing this guy. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He says, this business that you have will ease your suffering. And Sawyer says, yeah. And then he said, well, what are you doing here? Then what are you doing here? And Sawyer says, it's not that simple. He says, of course it is. Unless you want to end up like me, of course it is. So, just ending off his life (laughs) by ruining someone else's in the christian way the christian shepherd way i was not expecting okay we'll get to i guess what happens sorry not not that he you know meant to do this right he was (laughs) he didn't know what he was telling sawyer to do but he inadvertently advises sawyer to murder someone in cold blood well ends up not even being the right person so that's the thing i i so for this whole thing i was just like yeah that's right you're weak do it do it go back and do it because I didn't think it was going to turn out to not be the right guy. <laughs> yeah, isn't that just a fucking punch in the gut? Yeah, because I was like, yeah, Sawyer, like I, I, this this makes sense. Like like I, like sure it's extra ju- judicial, but this guy directly caused the murder suicide of your parents. Go and smoke this fool in his shrimp hut and leave. Yeah, except uh, that he except didn't it and he wasn't just... the right guy owes a guy money yeah just owes a guy money so that was that was a huge thing because it made me feel like a piece of shit because i was like yeah like smoke this smoke this fool uh and it wasn't it wasn't the right guy i will say though did your if it had been the right guy i would have been all for it so there you go did your heart just like drop into your gut when he starts reading the letter and he says dear mr sawyer and the guy's like who yeah i was like like oh no god and he says you know you you know you should tell Hibbs that I would have paid. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And then he says, it'll come back around. Yeah. <laughs> Which we're going to hear several times in this episode. I don't know if it... So that whole scene, I feel like it was very impactful, but there are a couple things that, again, I guess they're just not 100% in their stride yet because this scene had some okay. problems. Okay, tell me. Because I, I don't feel that way. I, I was... Like, I'm taken away by this scene every time. I could barely hear what Frank was saying because of Oh, just the Foley the work being bad? See, I get... I yeah. Because of the sound of the rain and the yeah. fact that he was like, I don't know. I read the... <laughs> it's like... I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, if you were actually dying, it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to hear it. But, like, this is also a TV show, so can we maybe pump it up a little bit? And, like... It almost was. It was also to the point where, like, Larissa, we were on two totally different pages on what happened, and we watched the same sequence. Like you heard him wrong. Yeah, we just heard him wrong. Oh, so that gosh. was a problem. And yeah. you know, and then also when he shot him, it 
was like like there was this this gunshot noise and then he like slightly raised the pistol and there was like this poof of smoke (laughs) (laughs) and i was like all right well that wasn't (laughs) that was lame (laughs) like like he's got he's got a 357 magnum snub nose it should have been this massive like they shoot huge pillars of fire out of the front of them because not all of the powder is burned up during the combustion process and so when like when you have a short barrel the some of the powder gets burned up inside the barrel and the rest of it ends up shooting like this huge flame out of the front and it makes it like very theatrical and that's why a lot of times in these movies you see you see them choose guns like that because they can justify like this huge flash effect over the top yeah but this was just like like someone lit a dollar store firecracker in the end of a (laughs) prop gun and i was like what 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 so that was weird i didn't know any of that but uh, okay i mean i'm being a pedantic shithead again <laughs> but no i mean it's cool and you know it's fine to expect them to do better right if they're if they're gonna specifically say what exactly this gun is yeah. it would have been cool if they had portrayed it correctly i did rewind i rewind I, I was like what and i rewound it and i was like well that was weird um and then but also i couldn't understand what he was saying worth noting couldn't understand what he was saying because of the rain i think i mentioned last episode a lot of impactful deaths Happen in the rain. It'll happen in, in the heavy rain, yeah. Yep. So there's another one. So. So, okay, can we circle back a minute? You were rooting for him to go kill this guy? Oh, absolutely, yeah. If he, if he was like, if he was actually the guy that had done that to his parents, oh, 100%. But, like, killing him in cold blood, you don't think it's even not if it was co- the it's right not, person? It's not cold blood. It's retrib- yes, it is. It's retribution. It, hmm. If, if, okay. if someone, okay, if someone did something that directly caused... The murder suicide of my parents, I would hunt them down and kill them, and I would feel totally justified in doing so. But, uh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, I would have thought, like, regardless of how it turned out, even if it was the right person, like, he would have just killed an unarmed man in the street in the rain. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's how all executions are done. The person is unarmed, right? I mean, it's 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 just a matter of... of 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 balancing the scale and so if it, even if he had like shot this guy while he was asleep it still would have been but if he had been the right guy Fuck. it would have been justified but he wasn't the right okay, guy okay right i mean that's just in my opinion i have a pretty black... well no okay whether or not it's justified sure no, I'm, I'm not saying it, it wouldn't have been justified i'm saying in terms of what it would have done to sawyer i think it would have been so it would have been bad no matter what I don't, Even if it had been the right person. I don't think so. Because he would have become a killer. Yeah, but he but he killed the right if he if he had killed the right person, it'd be much easier to stomach. That's why that's why you're okay, like okay. that's why there's a huge difference between and that's why there's such an important aspect in military training is to dehumanize the enemy because it makes killing that much easier. Like, obviously, in this situation, he, like, walked up to a guy and said his name and shot him point blank. I'm not saying that wouldn't have bothered him. But I'm just saying, from my personal perspective, if it had been, I found the guy that caused my parents to commit murder-suicide and I smoked him, I would feel a lot better about it than if it was just some guy I got set up to shoot by this old dickhead that I knew. Right. Well, okay, so, regardless... For for the purpose of his story, yeah, it, it's just it's just some guy who owes some other guy. Yeah, it's, this is very tragic, absolutely. Yeah, and so yeah, Sawyer, you know. But up until this point, I was chanting, "Do it, do it, do that it." That is so interesting because every time <laughs> I watch this, or I mean, obviously every time because now I know, but like the first time I watched this, I was just like, "Oh God, no, don't do it, no." <laughs> it's gonna be bad maybe i'm not because i thought it was the wrong person but just because i thought it would fuck him up either way maybe but i'm it, but... just gotta not as adjusted i don't view have the stones it. that you do no I, 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 I wouldn't say that i think maybe you have a more adjusted viewpoint on things <laughs> but that was that was how i was reacting to it by my... okay, well no that's that's fair that's a fair fair way to react to it so those are our flashbacks and now we get to see what kind of a fucked up individual Sawyer is <laughs> I'd say present day because of what's happened. <laughs> definitely clears up quite a bit. Yeah. Doesn't it though? Doesn't it? Like, uh, I will say, I was going to save this till the end of the episode, but you know, nah, 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 I'm going to save it to the end of the episode. Scratch all that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We, on island, we see Sawyer waking up in his tent from that, you know, he, he 
has that nightmare from when he was a kid. Yeah. He wakes up and there's a boar in his tent. <laughs> and the boar runs off. He scares it off. But the boar has his tarp you wrapped know, around its head. Wrapped around it. And so we get a shot, a nice, a nice shot. I might. <laughs> you and my <laughs> wife. Good lord. Chasing after him, you know, without a shirt on. Yep. And with a giant metal rod. Hey, man, he's cut. He really he is. He is cut. He really is. Fucking, he's wearing jeans again, though. Did nobody pack sweatpants? Where about some gym shorts? Or just anything but jeans. He's, Who sleeps in jeans? Who swims in jeans and sleeps in jeans? There he, are other pants, Sawyer. He is a jeans. Maybe he's so... <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. He's so horribly disfigured down there. It's from something we don't know that he just is so afraid to show his undercarriage. Maybe he's just so incredibly hung that he... Okay, well, we went two very wanna... different directions. <laughs> I don't want to make anybody nervous by wearing sweatpants and everybody being like, whoa. I thought, I was thinking maybe he lost it all in a motorcycle accident and he's like a Ken doll down there and he wasn't, didn't want anybody to see it. But you went the giant dick oh, direction. no way. So, no way. Not Sawyer. I, I don't know. It, no it, way. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what? You can have that. I'll let you have that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, whew. Got off topic there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He chases the boar in those horrible jeans, and when he's in the jungle, he hears the whispers. Yep. And the whispers are saying, it'll come back around. Just like Frank. Just like Frank. At this point, we don't know that. <laughs> but just like Frank. Um, and then Sawyer. <laughs> well, no, I guess it's Saeed who approaches Sawyer, and you know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm like, okay, Larissa has a point. They're just. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Oh, the face man. that Saeed yeah. is like, like oh, he might as well have pulled, have stuck a pinky out and stuck it in the corner of his mouth. Like, <laughs> uh, you know how I was yelling at you in that episode with him and Shannon about not knowing that he was flirting with Shannon? <laughs> yes. He's making like the same fucking face. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I hate it so much. Okay. Yep. I, but I, here we I are. I guess this I is hate. the this is the editor tax. <laughs> I hate how much I don't hate it, especially because he's like the reason I hate it so much is because of all the gross racist shit that Sawyer says. Yeah, like how he calls him Muhammad in this episode, right? Yep. But then they keep on flirting. If you want to say that, mm. <sighs> I, I I will say it is very satisfying to me that you are begrudgingly coming around to that. I've never once. <laughs> Wow, so it it takes that many viewings to come to that conclusion. uh, You know, even with other characters, you know, other, like, male characters, I've had that thought with with Sawyer. Like, the the chemistry they have, especially later on, is like, oh my god. But, specifically, he's just so gross to Saeed in those first couple episodes that it's like, I could never get past that. And (laughs) now I can, I guess. Thanks, Larissa. Some people would say that makes it hotter, but uh, I'm not one one of those people. Not I. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Anyway, (laughs) after they flirt and have this just unbearably heavy sexual tension. Oh, God. (laughs) Um... So uh, Sawyer asks Saeed about the whispers. He asks him, what did you hear in the jungle? And, you know, Saeed tells him. And he says, he asks what the whispers were saying. And yeah. then Saeed is really curious. And he's like, well, what did you hear? And um, and then Sawyer's like, ah, whatever, fuck it. You know, and he, he gives up. Um, I don't remember what they were saying to Saeed. Do we have a distinct? No, it was just like. It was indistinguishable yeah. gibberish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was trying to think really hard. Because obviously they introduce in this episode, I think it's in this episode that the whispers like convey an actual message to the person, right? Is it the first time yes. we see that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is the first time that we've heard something discernible in the whispers. And there are like fan pages and trivia pages and stuff that claim that in other instances, which we haven't gotten to yet, like that we'll hear the whispers saying something, but okay. I've I don't know if I agree with that. I think people are reaching <laughs> um gotcha but yeah this time for sure is the the first time that we've heard anything um so sawyer gives up and is like yeah whatever you know uh, i didn't hear anything and we then have a scene with kate and jack where we see that jack has all the guns back except for sawyer's uh and and we get confirmation that nobody knows or i guess really cares where the guns came from <laughs> 
Yeah. He's he's like still keeping her cover for her, basically. Kate says she can get it back from Sawyer, and Jack is, you know, weirdly possessive over her still. Mm-hmm. I wish he would just like say, I'm jealous, <laughs> and then they could leave it. Because it, it is really annoying having every episode him being like, I just want to protect you. Yeah, it, it would be much better if it was just like out in the open, but uh, yeah, like outside of that, he's just being annoying. And, yeah, and but he says, toxic. I don't want you to owe him anything. And it's like, okay, that's not up to you. <laughs> but whatever. They they kind of poke fun at each other. He's like, you know, if I remember correctly, last time you needed something from him, you made out with him, and then he didn't even have the thing that we were after. And she said, I only made out with him because torturing him didn't work. Yeah, that was fair. Uh... So just shut up, Jack. Yeah. God. Jack is a very good person and a very good leader and a very good character, but he's very bad romantic partner <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if it's just like an artifact of the time or something but like i think su- it was supposed to be like knight in shining armor he wants to protect uh, her god because it just right? comes like, across as like a like a reddit nice guy like yeah and it born is into so a doctor's grating. body it, it's it's so grating that i don't know if that was really the original intention but it, it feels like because he is you know capital t capital h the hero it feels like it's supposed to be, you know, oh, I just care so much about you. Uh, I, I want to yeah. keep you safe. I'm thinking maybe it's an artifact of time, just like some of the other stuff. And it's just like 2005 was just different. Yeah, it's just jarring sometimes to be like, wait, was this considered romantic? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think uh, that's that's all I can chalk it up to because it's if this is supposed to like, there's nothing else that, that makes sense. Because in every other aspect, he's like, you know, well motivated. You know, he, he's he's got the goodness of his heart going for him, whether it you know yeah, exactly. makes him make rash decisions or not. But then you have his interactions with Kate, and it's like you're just you're being a douchebag. Yeah, I don't think they're supposed to be interpreted as gross. Yeah, but just 2005. They are. Yeah. So Sawyer finds his tarp in the jungle, but then he hears the whispers again, again saying it'll come back around. Yep. The boar charges at him and knocks him over, but then keeps running. And so now Kate is dragged into it, right? Because she goes over to get the gun back and sees what's going on. And so she's going to help him. <laughs> we get a scene where we find out that she's been she's been following him for hours as he's trying to track the boar. Yeah. And she's listing off all the other things he's tracked. He's tracked a bird himself. <laughs> all this other stuff. And she's like, you, you're not following a boar. So she's going to help him in exchange for carte blanche. Yep. And he agrees. And I cannot wait to talk about this scene. Holy shit. Real quick. Yeah. So uh, maybe it was like a budget thing or just like an availability, but like they got a real ass boar for this. Like it's a real boar, you know, like it, they, like you can see when it's running around, when it's breathing, either that yeah. or they somehow like increased their visual effects budget by like a factor no, of 10. No, no, it's a real boar. Okay. Um, they're, they're in a pen. There's actually, again, a thing I didn't, I never noticed, but apparently one of the gaffes of the episode is at one point when he's, there's a scene where he's in the jungle with the boar and you can see like a fence <laughs> oh. that, cause they're, they're in a, an enclosure filming this. Yeah. So that, that was like, okay, well they got a real animal for this. I guess, you know, I have no idea where you would find a polar bear to shoot on film. So that's fair. But like they, they yeah. this like was a million times better than any other animal shot they've had so far. Right. So we'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah, for sure. It's a big ass pig. It's a big <laughs> ass pig. It is a big ass pig. So this scene, <laughs> they Sawyer has the airline liquor. The never have I ever sequence. <laughs> yes, they play never have I ever. Except Which they call I it love. I Never. I Never. Yeah, fucking weird. I've never heard that before, but hey. So, Sawyer... Okay, I wrote down I wrote down the juicy bits, okay? Okay. Sawyer says, I know you never went to college. If you had, you'd have heard of I Never. And then they start playing, right? Right. So, Kate says, I never implied that I've been to college when I never really have. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and Sawyer, Sawyer drinks. A really stupid and funny one that is, again, a product of the times. She says, I never wore pink. Yeah. And he's kind of like, ugh, you got me. The 80s. And he drinks and she laughs and says, I knew it. And again, it's like such a funny reminder. Like, did people used to care about that? Yeah, like, they did. Was it that humiliating for a man to wear pink? <laughs> anyway, I know that people are still like, you know, 
most people are still sensitive about like any kind of effeminate clothing on a man but i can't remember the last time i heard you know the term metrosexual like i feel like people have moved on <laughs> from it yeah it gives me metrosexual vibes exactly it's like wait yeah, no one's like, no oh that's God, not a thing pink. anymore yeah don't make fun of me yeah Ooh. he says i never voted democrat and she says i never voted <laughs> all right she's a, <laughs> she's a libertarian <laughs> yeah sawyer has never been in love uh kate drinks when he says that kate has never had a one night stand uh sawyer drinks and he goes do i have to drink for each one oh boy uh, sawyer's never been married kate takes a teeny tiny sip yep because it didn't last long yep that's interesting though. are you just not... dying to learn more about that <laughs> uh yeah i mean i i, I try to think I probably out of every character i really really they're really taking their sweet time with her backstory yeah, and again, it's because she's one of the biggins, right? Sure, yeah. It's, but I, I, It's so frustrating because, like, she's one of the characters that I like the least, and yet, hmm. you know, they drop so many little juicy tidbits that it's like, you want to know more. Why do you like her the least? I mean, she's just written poorly. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That's fair. You know? She's too, she's, uh, like, man-dependent or whatever for no yeah, reason. Yeah, I mean, she's the love interest, right? Yeah. But there, like, there are times in the show where she interest. gets to be... There's times in the show where she gets to be more than that, but for me, it's not enough. It's it's their attempt at, you know, a strong, independent female character. For 2005. Early 2000s, which means that she still only gives a shit about men in her life and doesn't do anything for herself. And <laughs> Yeah, because there's whatever. so much there because she has, like, such an independent background, but she, like we talked about a couple, maybe the last episode or a couple episodes ago, how it seems almost out of character at some times how, like, how much deference she has to Jack yeah, to, or Sawyer Jack. or whatever. And that's that's what's annoying is her flashbacks are fascinating. The yeah. more we learn about her background and the things that she's willing to do to look after herself. And then we just, we don't see enough of that on the island. On the island, she just follows Jack around like a puppy dog. Yep. And, you know, so that that's why she frustrates me. She's a character with a lot of potential, but it just annoys me how often she's like so reliant on the men in the show. That's fair. So yeah, she was married. It didn't last long. Uh, and then Sawyer says, I never killed a man. Boy. And she drinks. And then he drinks and says, it looks like we got something in common after all. Yep. Outlaws. And they're both like tearing up, I think. Or just like drunk. I, I like, but they both have like. Well, yeah, they're both emotional. They okay, both they're both emotional. They've killed somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make sure that that, because that's what I got from that is they were both like, like it went dark. <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah as this scene goes on you know it starts off kind of goofy and flirty and then the, they get heavier and heavier and heavier until it builds up to i never killed a man yeah so yeah that that whole scene we learn a lot about both of them but just enough to make you want more <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it becomes like a damaged measuring contest <laughs> oh per yeah yeah pretty much moving on from that scene they wake up the next morning the boar has been through their stuff again, except it only went through Sawyer's stuff. <laughs> it pissed on and his it, shirt. Oh, man. It pissed on his shirt. It ate his stuff. Didn't touch Kate's at all. Yep. And then we have this scene with Locke. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, morning. He's eating a fruit. He got a gun yeah. pointed at him. He's just cool as a cucumber. Yeah. I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out and he asks what's going on. And then we learn some juicy info about him. Yeah. He tells a story about his foster home. What? Yeah, didn't know that. So he had a sister who died. We don't know. I don't think it's made clear in this episode if it's his sister, like biological sister, or just a foster sister, sister. In, in this foster home. Yeah. Well, that we'll get clarification on that as we learn more about him. Cool. But his sister uh, died and his foster mom blamed herself. And just completely shut down until one day this golden retriever showed up that she thought was, you know, the spirit of the dead sister. And she was able to live in peace with the dog. And then as soon as she passed away, the dog left. Yeah. And then he smiles smugly at them because he knows that he's well, he says <laughs> pretty much hit the nail on the He head. says something to, to Sawyer and that's when the smile comes. What does he say? Oh, shoot. I didn't write it down. But it's something along the lines of like, you know, the dog kind of shit what was it oh, like we're, made her we're getting it hold on oh <laughs> our behind the scenes guys are helping us out here we're so coming in from the front lines <laughs> oh yeah so he asked if the if Locke thought that the dog was her sister was his sister and he was like no that yeah. would be ridiculous but his mom definitely thought 
that that the dog was his sister right but then he says he says something else along the lines of like you know since she believed that the dog was the sister then she it was like the sister telling her that you know oh oh that was it it was the that it wasn't her fault yes it was it was the it was coming the sister essentially came back and said that the accident was not her fault not her fault that was it and then he looks he looks at sawyer Sawyer, and sawyer knows he's like hit the nail on the head oh man and that fucking smile he gets if i could just i hate it i I love it so so much That smile is because it's his whole face, like his eyes and his forehead. It's so fucking choice. I mean, uh, what's his name? Terry O'Quinn, the actor, is just a phenomenal it's actor. It's great. But yeah, it, oh, it just grinds my gears. His facial expressions are top notch. Trying to, trying to do his shtick on Sawyer. And no, he, and no, he sir. knows he, he knows he nails it. He knows he's right. I oh, know. Man. Oh, I, ugh. It's so, so funny. I feel so satisfied after watching that. And you're just like <laughs> squirming. Well, it's really good. It's really awesome. It's really good writing. It's everything about it is great, but it pisses me off. <laughs> <sighs> so Kate and Sawyer find the piglet. Sawyer grabs the piglet to lure out the daddy. And he's like shaking it and yelling. And Kate gets really mad at him. This is weird <laughs> and, and she ridiculous. Kicks him so, that, so that he'll drop it. Yeah, and it's like, run away. Kate, what? What? People randomly pull their high horses out of nowhere and I jump know, I would on be it. Mad too. I feel like I would be. What? Like, it's a. Baby. It's a. I, yeah. Like that. First of all, you find a piglet. That is going to be a mwah, succulent meal. <laughs> and second of all, I mean, he's just shaking it around a little bit. I don't know. It's sad. It's screaming. I didn't like it. I, I mean, you draw the daddy out, and then you get the daddy, and then you kill both of them and you eat the piglet you know how how soft that piglet meat would be all right anyway for fuck's sake she makes him drop it (laughs) the piglet runs away and then he has what a waste and oh and kate leaves him yeah but then he has his face overreaction his his face off with the boar yep and we see that kate is actually like lingering behind watching him he points the gun at it they stare at each other for a while and then he lowers the gun and he says it's just a boar Oh, Sawyer. Yep. Also Sawyer, not Sawyer, Sawyer. not the... He was not well equipped for that fight. No, God, no. <laughs> that uh, you need something much better than a 9mm if you're going to take on a boar that big. Well, he took on a polar bear with it. Yeah, that's also pretty questionable. <laughs> so I feel like in this show, it could have worked. <laughs> sure, I guess. There's, <laughs> there's a reason they make but... like very large caliber handguns, and it's for this animal. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of thinking the whole time though and every time I watch this episode I'm like you know I get that you don't need to like symbolically kill the boar but also isn't everybody looking yeah. for boar to eat they've been talking about how Locke hasn't been bringing boar back and you're here staring at it down the sights of a gun <laughs> speaking of earlier in the episode when Saeed comes up to him at the beginning of the episode and they're flirting I mean uh talking, talking. Saeed is laughing and he's like I thought you know the boar vacated this area and sawyer says you know we must have bad info so that's another teeny tiny little nugget that maybe we'll stick with saeed oh that it lock very, is lying very offhand little comment yeah but if anybody thinks about it too hard you know hmm. they found that boar in that piglet right there and Locke has been looking quote-unquote for so long now for meat for the camp and hasn't found anything so just little teeny tiny insignificant comments here and there that might lead some people to be like hey what the fuck is going on right that's a good point and then so our our standoff with the boar is over we see sawyer sneak up on jack and point the gun at him god (laughs) for fuck's sake sawyer and jack is like are you trying to be funny and he just stands there for a second like glaring at him and then sawyer's like yeah (laughs) he said i was fresh out of pies to throw at you not very funny no, not funny at all. And then he gives him the gun. We get a little bit... I mean, he can't resist being Sawyer when he's with Jack, right? Yep. Jack says, what did she give you? And Sawyer says, nothing she, she wasn't, wasn't willing, willing to part, part with. with. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Okay. And then uh, Jack says, that's why the Sox will never win the series. And we have this revelation. Yep. That uh, Sawyer that has met Jack's dad. Sawyer has met his dad. And for all... The good character development we had in this episode, he ruins this chance to tell Jack 
about his interaction with his dad and that his dad died being proud of him and loving him, right? I feel like Sawyer loses some pretty big points there. Well, so, I mean, I, I guess part of it is just the inherent, part of it is the inherent structure of television, right? Where they're at the end of the episode. And I don't know, I feel like that conversation would have been pretty lengthy, Okay. To... Do you think it's a conversation that's going to be had in the future? Or do you think that Sawyer decided not to tell him and is not going to tell him? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think he, it might come up at some point. I mean, it's definitely. I, it's a conversation I would like to see. Yeah. But also, given how, how many times Sawyer has lied, how ready do you think? How readily do you think Jack would just believe Sawyer saying, "Oh, I met your dad in a bar." Um. Like that's that's ridiculous. I mean, I, that's like that's insane. You know, yeah, that's I mean, an insane thing to say. He would know that you know right before getting on this plane, they he was in Sydney. He knew that his dad was in Sydney, and that he drank himself to death. Sure, but that's like how many people drank themselves to death in Sydney that weekend? Probably like three or four thousand. I mean, he also did Jack say his name because Sawyer could have said, "I met this guy named Christian Shepherd." He did not. You know, like he, he you could tell him. Sure, enough. But, Enough facts to confirm. But anyway. I still think it would take some convincing. Okay. And I don't think it would be something that they would have handled in the last two and a half minutes of the episode. You know what I mean? Right. But but narrative choices aside, you know, looking at this not as the audience of a TV show, but just in the moment, you know, it feels like that would have been a good time for him to... Maybe, yeah. Uh, for I mean, for me, just like if I was putting myself in a Sawyer situation, that would be like a hell of a thing to process. Yeah. And maybe you would want to like sleep on it. It's not like it's not like you're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. That's well, true. Maybe you could go All back and, and, and reflect on it. But I, I can see how like not telling him at that point could could be construed as bad, but I also understand like not immediately going into that just from the perspective of like, is this real? Like is is that happening? <laughs> yeah, I guess he needs to like himself come to terms with like holy shit that's a that lot i spoke to was jack's dad i mean yeah. that that like lining of up of the stars because obviously all kinds of weird stuff has been happening but i, I don't think that sawyer is a metaphysical kind of guy <laughs> yeah and so i think that it'd be much harder for him to come to terms with it than say Locke. yeah okay well that's fair like i'll this is one of the rare times i'll give sawyer the benefit of the doubt yeah so would you say overall at the end of this episode he comes out looking good. Uh, I wouldn't say looking good, or not looking good, but looking he's, like I understand his character more. Yeah, you understand his character more. He's definitely more sympathetic. His character makes much more sense. Uh, yeah, after knowing what he witnessed, just that alone really explains quite a bit. Yeah, um, and then you add on top of the fact that he was like tricked into sh- killing an innocent person. Um, yeah, that's God. a lot. I mean, that is a yeah. lot. It definitely shows us some more concrete insight into why he wants to be hated, right? Like why he sees himself as a villain. Because we didn't really get... Again, it wasn't a a good enough explanation just saying, oh, you know, this happened to me as a kid and then I turned around and became a con man myself. I'm so evil, right? But no, he he killed somebody who didn't deserve to be killed as far as we know. And yeah, he has to live with that now. And... uh, and Maybe he'll get better because now he's, quote unquote, you know, been judged by this boar on the island and been told that it, it wasn't his fault, right? If we're to believe this whole dog analogy <laughs> that we got from uh, from Locke. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Because also, like, I, we, we don't really have a scale for how soon that murder happened before he got on the plane but i would assume it was in like well, it was within it's, like it's in sydney so we can assume that's what he was doing right before. yeah well yeah but i mean like it could be you know i would assume yeah, I it was we, in we like we don't know if he stayed in sydney a couple weeks is kind of what I'm i thinking. would ass- well i would assume he killed somebody he'd probably want to get the fuck out of there right yeah <laughs> I, but I, i'm saying i guess what i'm trying to say is like the information given to me makes me think that this happened like this is immediately on his mind when he's on this plane yes this yes, is a exactly. fresh wound Yes, very, very fresh. So yeah, that now we know why he has been acting like an evil person. Yeah, he's such a son of a bitch. Because he thinks that he is an evil person. (laughs) And that he doesn't deserve a second chance that this island could give him, right? This this plane crash, everyone's talking about getting a fresh start. 
well, his, you know, his wounds are so fresh that he's not, he's not ready for that fresh start yet. Especially since it almost felt like the opportunity he was given to kill this guy was like a fresh start. Like he's getting to, to close this chapter that's been open since he was a child. Yeah. And, and then that turned in, that turned out to be... A, a, a total lie and so now he's gunshot yeah not only does he still not know who killed his parents he himself has killed someone yep yep so oof big big oof but again we had this whole boar interaction in this episode this could have been his his white rabbit you know his um kind of coming to terms with what happened and and finally getting to process it and say okay you know it wasn't my fault hmm. or maybe he will have learned nothing at all <laughs> We will find I out. I think he learned something. I just, you know, I'm yeah. interested to see how, how much it actually plays out How much out his from character that. actually changes. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, <clears throat> just in the broadest terms that I can, we're going to have some more ups and downs with him in terms of like, really, Sawyer, I can't believe you just did that, right? Yeah. But, and don't get too excited, the way I'm phrasing this is intentional. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say this with every, every character that I talk about. By the end of his time on the show, I think it, you're going to undeniably love him and see him as a as a good character like a purely good character okay and the reason i say by the end of his time on the show i don't want to give away you know who dies or if they do die when they die right (laughs) the end of his time on the show could be the last scene of the finale episode right or it could be next episode who knows or it could be next episode anybody can die at any time they do not shy away from killing people in this yep. show. Scott and Steve, um, they got smoked. Or one of them. Well, did. I mean like real characters. No, they know. don't shy I, away from I killing. Um, we will get there. But yeah, anyway, I uh by by the end of his time on the show, whenever that may be, you're gonna fucking love him. Just like everybody else. There was actually this Reddit poll recently that he it, it was like an elimination poll to determine the the most popular character from Lost. And Gosh, I can't remember now what place he came in, but it was very high. It might have mm. been like three, like third place. Well, I'm going to predict uh, that he makes it to the last season. Write it down, Ricky. That's definitely not what that means. Right, R- Ricky, write that down. So are you saying he doesn't? No, I'm just saying that him being that high up on the pole does not mean. I know. That he <laughs> I know. But, but that's a good prediction to make. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> But yeah, we will see. But I, But yeah, by the end of it, you're going to be, he just, he got a heart of gold in there somewhere it just takes a really long time to find it <laughs> Alrighty. uh let's see did i have any fun facts i thought you were about to say did i have any fun no <laughs> no oh we learned in this episode that his name is james yeah that's right james which is crazy i i i, I always forget how long it takes to learn that because you know we've known for a while now that he's using an alias and we can assume because there was no shit stirred around him that he told Hurley his real name. But, That's right. You yeah. know, when Hurley was asking people about the manifest or whatever. But I guess we can just assume good guy Hurley isn't going to tell anybody if he doesn't want them to. So yeah, his name is James. We don't know the last name, though. We do not. Okay. I don't know when we'll learn it. It's another one that I don't think it's significant. Like, it's not an, you know, important historical figure or philosopher or whatever, like some people <laughs> on the show. <laughs> it's not James um, K. Polk. <laughs> No, it is not. (laughs) So a common thread that is going to continue to be brought up again and again and again with Jack and his dad is the whole the Sox will never win the series thing. Okay. So by the time this episode aired, the Red Sox did win the series. Oh, really? So I guess they won in 2004. But, you know, at the time at which this episode takes place, it hadn't happened yet. But it, it does come up later in the show, the fact that... We we have characters in the show learn that the Red Sox won the series. So they get back in contact with the real world. Well, who's they? I mean, we don't know. <laughs> do you, the, sli- the do you slip up there have... a little bit? No, the characters oh. that we have met thus far are not the only characters that we're going to meet. No, I know. In the show. Okay. But somebody will make a reference to the fact that the Red so Sox So we meet characters series. that are from the real world. Outside of Potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially. No, I already know. I mean, I, all I know is that there's a blonde one. A blonde one. There's a blonde woman. I think she was in a movie with Angelina Jolie. Oh, really? She's in The Purge. One of them. Yeah. I know she's in there somewhere. Angelina Jolie's not in that movie, so I don't know why I said that. (laughs) I I don't know either, but... (laughs) Catherine something or other? I don't know. No, it's uh, Elizabeth... Oh, that's right. Elizabeth... uh, Something. Anyway, yeah. William. Don't look her up, because I don't want you to see anything about her character on the show. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So they, they won... 
in real life, which is really funny in the year that this came out, but the timeline doesn't, you know, it'll take a while for the, the in-show timeline to catch up with current events. Hmm. Okay. The whispers that Sawyer hears saying it'll come back around, originally, instead of saying that, it was, the repeated phrase was going to be Frank saying, I was going to pay. Oh, interesting. But they changed it. It makes sense and they changed we, it. To, yeah. It'll it, come back around. It'll come back something around. Something a little more menacing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it kind of changes the tone a little bit from you know i was going to pay if he had heard that over and over again we would probably be feeling more tangible like guilt yes but now we're feeling this sense of like you deserve to pay right like it'll come back around like you're going to suffer well yeah like it'll come back around is much more vague and i think it's important for the whispers to be vague (laughs) yeah that's true that's true and then we already talked about uh frank duckett is played by jeff perry who I know from Grey's Anatomy. Gotcha. But I looked up his IMDb and he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's another, uh, like... Character actor. You know, character actor, yeah. That's all that I got for this one. Okay. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, crap. Oh, no. What was I... Oh, Oh, no. Oh, God. This is what happens when I don't write things down. (gasps) Marshall. What? What was I gonna say? I have no fucking idea. All right. Shit. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Just give me a just give me a second. This is gonna oh be a boy! Pause. Yeah, it is. Oh 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 oh! Another random. I, I remembered. <laughs> Another random thing that I learned because I've been you know more active like in the the lost fandom of the past, like combing through things to to get you know what the popular theories were at the time and whatever. I learned something that I didn't know because I did not watch the show as it aired. I watched you know I binged it. In 2010, when actually when season six was airing, uh, as soon as I got up to season six, it had just ended. So I was able to continue binging it. But anyway, um, I did not watch it as it was coming out on TV. Apparently, the season six premiere, Obama rescheduled the State of the Union address so that it would not interfere (laughs) with the lost premiere. Because they announced, like the White House announced when it was going to be. And Twitter like lost its collective mind. That they were going to dare to interrupt the premiere of <laughs> <Lost>. <laughs> to the point where they felt pressured enough to move it to not piss people off. God. And it was like a glorious day for the fans of Lost that they were able to influence <laughs> so, the state of the So Indian. was that like 2011? 2010. 2010. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I learned that today and it cracked me up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just any old episode. It was the season six premiere, I guess. Which is a big deal. <laughs> wow, welcome to but the they probably done 21st first. century. <laughs> Isn't it great? <laughs> God. That was anyway, a, that oh was, man, that was so a, a shadow of things to come, I guess. <laughs> when No, I, I choose to see it as when Twitter was used for good. Sure. <laughs> well, I'll let you have that. Also, I, I just remembered what I the most recognizable role that Hibbs has been in. He was the fucking t-1000 he was liquid terminator oh my god (laughs) you're right i was like man this guy's face i know it he has one of those faces that it's like i've seen this guy yeah so much i just like i was imagining him looking very stern running and i was like oh yeah it's him as the (laughs) cop he's the t-1000 liquid terminator oh that's hilarious so yeah that was him well there you go hibs hibs <laughs> slightly slightly less uh, impactful role you know than the the t1000 but hey yeah slightly less but what a dick man yeah real piece of shit what a real piece of shit well a the next real episode... cunt okay cut that <laughs> oh that horrible cackling laugh i'm so sorry <laughs> oh that was that was bad i'm sorry <laughs> the next episode is called in translation Oh, but the name of the show is Lost, so it's Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation, yes. So. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I, I make a I make a guess now. That's yep. <laughs> Your yep, turn to speak. <laughs> yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be Jenna Sun or one of the two. Okay, which one? I don't know, but it's gonna be one of them because they don't. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Sun speaks a language, but she also speaks the other language. Uh, they're they're the ones that have a different native language, from what we know. Okay, so, so which one? Oh, <laughs> make a guess. I have to pick one. All right, uh, Jin. I'd like All a right, Jin-centric episode. There you go. Because the last one was Sun-centric, right? I mean, it was it was Jin and Sun, but it was about Sun. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so. I would like one? a uh, Daniel Day Kim-centric episode. Well, all right. We'll see. He has got a hell of a jawline. He, mm-hmm. 
I it sure does. Okay, well, I wasn't. Okay, yeah, I get that. But I, at, from, from from a platonic standpoint, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also <laughs> cuts. Yeah, he. Uh, his face is like incredibly distinct. Um, yes. And then I'll, I understand why uh, he would, uh, he's attractive to you. Yeah. There you go. There's going to be a couple of like just really good shots. <laughs> just real. They're just good. I mean, they're just, it's, it's a, it's it's a good show. Funny because it's also has gotten to the point where I like, where there are scenes, like like the scene where Sawyer was running shirtless, and I was like, well, this is going to come up. <laughs> well, Elizabeth's going to talk about that. Elizabeth's going to talk about that. This is, this well, is your version of, uh, of, of all of my, like, pedantic, nerdy firearm observations you just uh, talking about. But how, at least that's interesting. It's not just drooling over... <laughs> I don't know. I think again. I think more people find shirtless man more interesting than than <laughs> pedantic gun observations. Well, I love your gun observations because I don't know shit. It's very very fun to like experience this show through your eyes from the perspective of a uh, of a layman, a lost layman. <laughs> it's very fun. A lost neophyte, <laughs> and you're like the lost head priestess. <laughs> I'm certainly not, but well, in this <laughs> in this uh in this segment you are. <laughs> that's true. That's true. In this jurisdiction. Oh boy. Okay. Well, that was Outlaws. That was Outlaws. That was a heavy episode. Boy, oh boy. Heavy. That is definitely the darkest thing we have seen so far, the murder suicide. So far. Well, okay, yeah, that scene in particular. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say there we're going to see a lot of episodes that are um overall much darker. Sure, yeah. But that one scene in particular is pretty haunting and pretty dark for this show. Yep. Um. Yeah, that was Outlaws. Next week is going to be another heavy one. Excellent. Woohoo! Very Love excellent. It. Yeah, so that's uh, there's uh, six more episodes. I can't believe we're that close to being done with this season. I know. Six Marshall, episodes. I'm so excited. I am, let me say, I am proud of us that we are gonna we're gonna finish this first season that's like yeah that's a big milestone for me is like i wanted to get through this first season and then we just gotta get through the birth of my child and we're gonna keep on trucking keep on trucking six seasons baby <laughs> two and a half years baby hell yeah <laughs> i'll be 30 something oh god oh god don't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll be 31 by the time i finish this podcast if we do all that oh god i feel sick that's to my gross. stomach actually that's really gross. That's really gross. Oh, shit. Okay. Talk to us about the male characters on this show and how good they look shirtless. <laughs> okay. And also guns. Yeah. You can do that on Twitter at Jungle of Mystery. You can do that on Instagram. And the female characters. Jungle of Mystery Pod. That's true. Yeah. We haven't seen them shirtless, though. N- yeah, not nearly enough. It's It's true. But, you know, we can speculate. We're on Instagram at Jungle of Mystery Pod. We are, we have a Gmail, Jungle of Mystery Pod at gmail.com. So, for real though, we can thirst over the characters, but also, I want to hear your theories if it's your first time. I want to hear your thoughts on Marshall's theories. I want to hear it all. I want to hear who your favorite character is, how high up on the hierarchy is Sawyer for you, listeners. Uh, anything? You got anything, Marshall? Uh, no, it sounds, sounds good. All right. Oh, well. Something, something transitional. If we can't live together, we're going to die alone. (laughs) Boom. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. (laughs)